0: that's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie.
1: Tuesday morning, the 1st of December. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11 a.m. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. Brian Stanley is a Sinn Féin TD for Leash Offaly and as you know he is also the chairperson of the Public Accounts Committee. On Saturday, Stanley tweeted about the Kilmichael ambush in 1920 and the Narrow Water Massacre in Warren Point, County Down, in 1979. He's caused some controversy to say the least. He said the two IRA operations that taught the elite of the British Army and the establishment the cost of occupying Ireland. Pity for everyone, they were such slow learners. As the convoy came along the dual carriageway, it approached the hay trailer parked in the layby. At 4.40pm, the two IRA men waiting on the south side of the river spotted the convoy approaching. <laughs> 500 pounds of explosive ripped into the side of the rear truck device uh,
2: 500 pound of explosive had been hidden beside the road it destroyed the truck there was, there was just a hulk of metal left um, in the truck we had all the company ammunition and things as well which intensified the blast there's six of us in the truck and there's uh, two of us survived it the crater was about 14 foot deep apparently my, my legs was, were smashed um, they took my left leg below the knee uh, after about four days because it went gangrenous Um, They managed to hang on to my
1: foot, even though I've lost tendons and the sole, I've lost the heel. The legs were burnt to the bone. And they were going to take my legs both above the knees, but they
2: kept what they could...
1: Paul Burns there, who was one of the 20 British soldiers who was very seriously injured that day back in nineteen seventy nine. Eighteen members of the British Army were killed by those two IRA bombs. Jim Wells is a DUP MLA for South Down and on the line with us. A very good morning to you, Jim, and thanks for joining us. I'm sure you remember that day very well. A very dramatic day by all accounts. It was the same day that Lord Batten was killed, two IRA bombs, the first on the convoy as it was driving past the castle, the second, uh, where the army then had set up an incident command point to deal with the first band, uh, bomb, uh, where the bombs being detonated by remote control. Uh, and the IRA shooting across the border at British soldiers uh, from Omeath. Uh, very dramatic stuff altogether.
2: Absolutely dreadful. It happened in South Down, which is my constituency, just before I was elected to Stormont, um, what Mr. Stanley did was gloat and eulogise and basically uh, commemorate a dreadful, dreadful incident. In fact, two dreadful incidents where 35 members of our security forces were were brutally murdered. And there was a sequel to that, uh, Mike, which people don't know about is that about 20 years later, one of the Sinn Féin MLA organised a tour of the Warren Point massacre site for for young Sinn Féin activists to celebrate and to eulogise over that dreadful incident. So every now and then the the lid is lifted and we see the true nature of Sinn Féin and and their glorification of past terrorist deeds. And of course, I mean, there are still relatives alive of those who were murdered at Larrow Water and this is deeply hurtful to them. Now, to hear this is coming from the chairman of the Eroctus Public Accounts Committee, that makes it even more unacceptable. Someone at that level should be putting out these deeply offensive messages.
1: Right. Uh, and uh, what uh, do you think uh, should happen as a result?
2: Well, on understand that Mary Lou Macdonald, the um, leader of Sinn Féin, has announced this morning that Mr Stanley is not going to be removed uh, from uh, his position as chair of the Public Accounts Committee. One of the most influential committees, of course, in the Doyle, And, uh, you know, they should be removed as a TD, not just as a chair of a committee. This is deeply offensive. Can you just imagine, Michael, what would happen if I put up a, a message, for instance, welcoming the Lockall, the killing of IRA members at Gall, or the bloody Sunday massacre? I'd be quite rightly hounded uh, and punished severely for that. No one should ever gloat on past murders, of any nature, particularly when those who are deeply hurt by these are still alive. And Mr Stanley I sadly has revealed what the, the true intent of many mm. in is, is to dig up, up, up over the embers of the past and to glorify the horrible deeds of the RA.
1: But there was a, a difference uh, between the examples you're giving, uh, was there not, in, in uh, that Bloody Sunday for example, uh, was a war crime where the British Army uh, slaughtered innocent people. Uh, and uh, what Brian Stanley was uh, tweeting about were acts of war—a war, a war, a, w- a war that a war that his party uh, supported, uh, an IRA campaign that his party supported—and uh, Sinn Féin has never made any secret of that.
2: It, it wasn't a war in the accepted sense. It was a guerrilla campaign against uh, the Her Majesty's forces. The IRA wanted the cake and, and, and wanted to eat it. They, they wanted uh, to sit in ditches and murder. Uh, members of the security forces, but when they replied and responded, of course, they were demanding immediate investigations under human rights. Uh, wars where two, two armies in uniform uh, go, go go to battle in an open and transparent way. This was just the murder of people, Irish people, of course, in many respects, who were just trying to keep the uh, law and order in their communities. But the first murder was the murder of policemen uh, and, and some members of the British army. I mean, that is not the way to deal with any differences we have in a modern society. And was the, the Narrow Water one was, it was a murder of 17 members of Her Majesty's security forces in a most brutal and horrible way and left, as you've quite rightly quoted, mm. many with life-threatening injuries which they will never recover from. But after the so-called Good Friday Agreement, why, oh why, when we're supposed to have ac- accepted and settled these issues, why are we bringing them up raking over the embers and trying to cause the maximum offence possible. And when Mr Stanley did this, he he sent it out to 3,700 followers that he had on Facebook. And he clearly meant to cause the maximum offence. What worried me even more is the huge number of people who liked and shared his tweet, this message. Mm. That I find deeply offensive. That just shows you the mentality of many of the Sinn Féin supporters in the Irish Republic, that they actually thought it was so wonderful, they actually put it out to their supporters. So how many people read these awful messages, this awful message, at the weekend?
1: Mm. Uh, Well, there's a Sinn Féin councillor in Leitrim, uh, Shanna Logan, who's... Yes, who, who says he doesn't feel that there was anything uh, wrong he, he, that Brian Stanley didn't say anything that was incorrect? Incorrect. Uh, there are matters of historic record. He said, "I think people are making mountains out of molehills."
2: Well, of course. Uh, Mr. Stanley wasn't simply noting or reporting what had happened. He was gloating and eulogising. And Mr. Logan also needs to question his motivation. And I think we're getting the, the true view of many should-fail elected representatives when they said that. We've had it up here in Northern Ireland where Jerry Kelly, for instance, was delighted to celebrate the, the May's escape where a prison officer died. We, we get this constantly. But at the end of the day, if they've signed up to the Good Friday Agreement, which they claim to do, mm-hmm. then we're,
1: they're meant to... But in, to, in signing to, up to that, They said that the war was over because they would have felt that the IRA campaign, uh, uh, which you say was a a guerrilla terrorist campaign, was uh, a justifiable war uh, and uh, that the people uh, who died from the Republican side are are martyrs. uh, And uh, that when they celebrate uh, people or the events of uh, the war, that they do so from a, a Republican perspective.
2: But, but, but just let, let's remember, Michael, that this is the war that burnt alive 12 members of the Irish Collie Club at Le Mans, where they broke into a, a Protestant church in Darkley and murdered five people, where they blew up the Enniskillen monument, killing those who were respecting war dead. That's the real nature, and of course, one well, of the most obscene of all, where they lined up 12 Protestant workers at, at, at King's Mills. But the Republican
1: and, and argument is uh, that that is because the British continue to occupy Ireland, and the, Brian the, the, Stanley's point in his tweet was that it was a pity that the British were such slow learners.
2: So, so, so you burn alive 12 members of the Irish Collie Club, and that... Furthers your calls for Irish unity. You line up 12 people, pick out the one Catholic, and shoot dead, 11 Protestants, totally innocent Protestants with no connections with what they would call the British war machine, just innocent uh, textile workers, Mm. and you murder them. And there are so many examples of that military campaign of murdering ordinary innocent people including large numbers of Roman
1: Catholics. Okay, well there's many people listening to us uh, this morning who have been watching television last night and looked at uh, the hunger, the story of uh, the Irish famine and would have seen that under British occupation the Irish uh, people were left to starve uh, in 1846, uh, and that is as a, a result of uh, British neglect uh, that ordinary uh, people were uh, resorting to cannibalism in, in order to try and stay alive. Uh, something uh, that this uh, documentary uh, is suggesting was genocide by the British on the Irish people.
2: And all those issues were supposed to have been dealt with by the Belfast, the Good Friday Agreement, where Sinn Féin signed up to, to peaceful constitutional methods of dealing with past differences. What we don't need is Sinn Féin then picking up the wounds, as it were, and eulogising and gloating over some dreadful deeds that have been performed by the IRA over this last 50 years. They have said they've put this behind them. Not us saying it; it's they're saying it, and they're moving forward using genuine, genuinely democratic means. Every now and then. So you accept a-
1: you, you accept that it was a British occupation. You accept that it was a brutal British occupation. You accept that it was a, a brutal British occupation uh, that uh, amounted, on occasion, to genocide of uh, the Irish people, uh, and that up to the Good Friday uh, Agreement, uh, that uh, certain sectors uh, I- I- on this side of the border actually across the whole island, uh, decided uh, to try. Uh, and force uh, the British uh, to end uh, that occupation, but because of the Good Friday Agreement, it shouldn't be spoken about anymore.
2: It should, it should certainly should be recorded and discussed, but it should not be gloated over or celebrated. That's the difference. That there were past incidents which 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 have been recorded and have there should be an academic and open debate about them. But what there should not be is any side be a unionist or nationalist gloating and celebrating upon the deaths of ordinary people, no matter where where they hang their hat on a Sunday morning, that's what's found so offensive. And Sinn Féin also knows, if they're ever going to win the confidence of the unionist community, these sort of incidents put that back by many, many years. And they happen time and time again. And I think what's required mm. is, maybe Lou Macdonald needs to make an example, and Mr Stanley of his position and Councillor Logan and say, look, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. We have to work with our unionist counterparts on the island of Ireland, and their views have to be respected. And as I keep saying, there's been awful instances on the other side of the community, and I would not gloat over Bloody Sunday or any other similar incident, because that would be deeply offensive to the ordinary, decent Roman Catholic population in Northern but, Ireland, and indeed in the Irish Republic. Is
1: it not a, a two-way street? And should unionists not be looking for a public inquiry into the brutal murder of uh, Pat Finucane?
2: Well, unionists are not looking into... No, I uh, know, but should
1: inqu- sh- should they not be?
2: Well, well, actually, the Finucane family have been offered a public inquiry under the Public Inquiries Act uh, within the UK system. Uh, they rejected that because they want a bespoke, tailored inquiry simply for their situation. Now, the difficulty about that is we know that the Bloody Sunday Inquiry cost £109 million, sorry, £190 million of taxpayers' money. If we go down the route of bespoke individual inquiries for every atrocity, I would frankly bankrupt uh, the Northern Ireland budget. I mean, they, they will not accept an ordinary inquiry. Why will they not accept that? Because they feel that they want something which is uh, much more intense, much more expensive. And we can't go down the route of giving that for every uh, alleged incident in Northern Ireland. Well, they have
1: the support of the Irish government, uh, they have the support of all of uh, the political parties uh, on uh, this side of uh, the border, and uh, they have uh, the support of uh, the Labour Party in the United Kingdom.
2: They do, but they don't have the support of unionism in Northern Ireland. Why not? Why, not?
1: Why do you <laughs> not want to get to the root of a horrible sectarian murder that occurred in your community?
2: Because you then set a precedent where others could demand equal treatment. And unfortunately, we simply cannot go down the bloody Sunday route again, which cost an absolute fortune, and achieved what Sinn Féin and the relatives said all along, was that they believed that it wasn't the fault of those who took part in the parade. I mean, That was self-evident from the very start, but that cost £190 million to reach that.
1: But it it comes back to the the wrongs that were done, uh, that you went through, uh, that you listed off earlier on, because wrongs were done on, on both sides. Sides, and certainly, the, and certainly, were. the killing of Pat Finucane was a, a wrongdoing, wasn't it?
2: Yes, obviously no one deserves to be... To be and shouldn't the, the truth government.
1: be established uh, and uh, that uh, yeah. the collusion of uh, the British forces I- in that uh, atrocity uh, should uh, be seen for what it is through the establishment yeah. of a, a public inquiry such yeah. as yeah. the one I that think? the Flanucan family are looking for uh, yeah. uh, uh, and that as a result of that there, there's the opportunity for healing and looking back on the past with a, a realistic eye
2: through an inquiry which has already been offered to the family. I mean, this is the point that has been on offer. And I remember, this killing has already has been, been um, studied by numerous investigations. I mean, the, the, it's not as if the murder of Pat Finucane has been left untouched. There's been a vast amount of public money and time and effort. Been but put the British
1: in. government is breaking promises uh, and it's uh, rejecting the uh, opinion of uh, the Supreme Court.
2: Well no, the, the I'm gonna actually read the statement carefully say that there's a, currently a police investigation into the Pat Finucane murder and therefore they're not ruling out a public inquiry. It's just they believe that the police investigation should come to its conclusion before the issue is taking any further. But remember De Silva. Spent a huge amount of time and money uh, investigating the Pat Finucane murder. It's not as if the authorities have ignored this particular incident. It has been investigated t- to a large extent. But the, the Secretary of State didn't actually close the door yesterday to the inquiry that the nominee mm, I gemacht. know, and, it,
1: and, and the DUP is objecting to what he said because he, he said uh, he, he's uh, not ruling it out in the future.
2: Yeah, the UUP people that there shouldn't be a hierarchy of victims. There have been many, many innocent people in Northern Ireland murdered on both sides of the community. If you go down the route of a Pacific. Uh, bespoke inquiry for the Fenugan family, then how do you prevent that happening for so many other uh, terrorist atrocities that have happened since 1968?
1: Because when an innocent solicitor is sitting at home having a Sunday dinner with his wife and children who have to hide under the table (laughs) while their daddy is being shot dead on the ground at (laughs) point-blank range, uh, it does require that, does it not?
2: Yes, but hang on... There's been five high court judges murdered, and some with allegations of collusion from the Irish authorities. And of course, I knew Edgar Graham very well, who was a solicitor murdered in 1980. I think it was 1983, outside uh, the the law office at Queen's University. No one has been granted any form of inquiry into his murder. So therefore, I mean, where does this stop? And I do note that Pat Finucane's son, John, who is now an MP, isn't exactly very strident in the murder of High Court judges, who, who, who some of whom were murdered coming across the border. Uh, you know, what about Inspector Breen? Uh, you know, who was murdered? We believe as a result of collusion from within the guards as he came back from Dundalk. I mean, these are, these are the problems. If you go down this route. You spend hundreds of millions of pounds of taxpayers' money to achieve often what what those who are demanding believe to be the case, anyhow. I mean, the the Bloody Sunday Mm -hmm. inquiry simply confirmed what the residents were, the the, the, the relatives were saying, but it cost £190 million. The only people who come out of these situations happy are the solicitors on £1,800 a day fees.
1: Well, you don't have to go through all of that, I suppose, as uh, the other argument. A number of people in touch with us about the Dublin Monaghan bombings. Uh, Adrienne Collins in town one of those uh, who asks, why is it that orange man every single July glorify glorify and gloat uh, about killing Catholics uh, and uh, the innocent That's killings nonsense. of Irish people in Irish. the Dublin and Monaghan bombings?
2: And absolute rubbish. I've attended 12th of July parades for 44 years. I've never seen them gloating over the killing of Catholics. Could I ask that lady come up to an orange parade when they resume? resumed? And you'll see that that's just a complete caricature of what happens. It's nonsense.
1: Would somebody from the Republic be safe going to an orange parade? Absolutely.
2: Could I, could I issue an invite to anybody who's listening to us today that when the orange parades resume, come with me to the 12th of July parade in Armagh or South down and they will find that what they believe Orange Parades to be is a totally different to the caricature that's being painted by by those in the Irish Republic who have never seen one. And I have done that and people have come back and said, what's all the mm. fuss about? This no. is, this is a, 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 an exhibition of culture uh, and, and music and almost a carnival atmosphere there's absolutely nothing to fear from any Roman Catholic, and indeed I've seen Roman Catholics, uh, watching the, the 12th of Chai Parade, and they would always oh, mm. thinking, what's all the fuss about?
1: And I think there's uh, been a, a few Protestants who've uh, driven into Unionist estates with uh, reg plates uh, from uh, the Republic who've uh, been very afraid as a result of uh, taking well, the wrong uh, turn.
2: Well, all, all I can say in South Town, give me a shout and I'll be delighted to host their visit, and they will find... It's, it's, it's no more threatening than your St. Patrick's Day parade. It's an exhibition of culture. It's something that's been deeply enshrined in the DNA of the Protestant community here. And it's a day out for everybody. And indeed, I was brought up in a village where there were three Roman Catholic families in the village. They sat out and watched the parade like everybody else and had a great time. And they were made most welcome. Okay. So, this is a If this lady has ever seen an orange parade, then she can come out. But I'm certain she hasn't.
1: Okay. We leave there. Thank you very much indeed, as always, for joining us this morning. Jim Wells,
0: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away